الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين إذا أنفقوا لم يسرفوا ولم يقتروا وكان بين ذلك قواما والذين لا يدعون مع الله إلها آخر ولا يقتلون النفس التي حرم الله إلا بالحق ولا يزنون ومن يفعل ذلك يلقى أثاما صدق الله العظيم تزا تآيات سورة الفرقان and we had been commencing discussing from the commencement of this discussion ibadur rahman the special servants of allah taala from approximately the beginning of ramadan this discussion had been ongoing so the last that this was discussed before the last 10 nights was the discussion of israf the harms of israf we discussed and some of the reasons why we get caught up in israf in the last discussion which was two nights ago in this regard one of the things that was mentioned was that among the reasons that we get caught up in israf is the company the company that a person keeps then he wants to be part of that he wants to fit in so now if that company is a company that is engaging in all these kinds of extravagant lifestyle israf squandering the gifts of allah taala so now a person who wants to be part of that company he wants to be in that group so he has to fit in to fit in he have to do what the group does what others do how often he's going to be sitting there and hearing everybody else talk about what they did and where they went and how they went and how they splashed everything around and he's going to always just be listening very attentively and not saying anything he's going to have to say something sometime so now to say something he has also have to do something so the company has a very very deep impact so one is that company physical company friends that kind of association and then the company in terms of what today is the scourge of the time the social media company so that a person now is sitting in his own home in his own time the rest of the rest of the company went away home <coughs> but that company comes along with him and that company keeps haunting him this is exactly what happens many a person is haunted by this because now they want to be part of that group or whether they have been put as part of that group everybody is posting something or the other because everybody has to show off about something and he cannot have anything to show off so this starts leading to the person becoming miserable now this person went here that person did this that person bought that that person is driving this that person seems to be having a great time now constantly this is what is being read what is being seen so over time 
person starts disregarding the ni'mats he already he already has, what Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with, and he's only looking at what others have which he apparently does not have. Now, day in and day out is the same story. So many a person becomes depressed, becomes very miserable. Now this is self-inflicted misery. It is self-inflicted misery. Why does a person need to be part of such a group and be reading all these things and be having to acknowledge that, okay, I read it also, because with this social media scene, everybody has to have now a following, have people followers and people must like you, whatever other terminology goes along with it, Allah knows. So now everybody wants to be liked and everybody wants to have followers. So now they have to keep posting things. So sometimes even if it is not as glamorous as it made to seem on the social media, but it will be spiced up a bit because now it has to go out, it has to make an impression. Now the person on the other end, he seems to be feeling deprived all the time that this person seems to be doing this and that person is doing that and that person's got this and I don't have anything. So it starts leading to misery. But this misery as explained is self-inflicted. The very simple thing is to be out of these things. When a person will refrain from these things, he'll have peace. That misery which comes through this direction won't be there anymore because that means is out. When the means of that misery is out, he won't feel miserable. When that fire, that particular fire has been extinguished, that fire can't give him any heat anymore, it can't burn him anymore because extinguish that fire. So apart from all the various other harms that come from all these kind of groups, one is a person has the ability of confining himself to just some useful uh, usage of these things, well and good, but how many can? So if it is just confined to things that are useful, just to people that are necessary to just keep in touch with whatever, some immediate family, whatever the case is, well and good. But the rest of it is more harm than good. By and large, this is a situation. So this too is among the reasons why people get caught up in Israf. They start feeling miserable, so now they have to do something to try to make themselves feel good also. Now they can't have it, they'll borrow it from somewhere to just make an impression somewhere. But all for what? Nothing to be achieved out of it. Very often this israf is done just for the sake of creating an impression. But that doesn't even happen. Hazrat Mahathamir has written one incident of one Banya who was extremely wealthy but very miserly also. And he would be very very hard on spending. Eventually time passed and now the time came to get his daughter married. Now he thought now well come what may, but now he has he can't help it whether he likes it or not. He can't help it, he has to do it in style. So he really went out of his way, invited a very big number of people and then they came for so many those days the whole procession in India would go, whole marriage procession would come from the boys party and then they would 
be stationed at the bride's home. The family would accommodate them sometimes one week, ten days, and that whole drama will carry on until the finally that wedding has taken place and then they'll leave. So now he did all this. So how much he must have splashed out on all that. And on top of that, when the guests were now finally after all the everything was done, and now the time was to leave. So now to make the final the last impression hoping that it will become the lasting impression so now and as they were leaving those days there was the gold coin in India Ashrafi so he gave everybody one one gold coin but now to start off with the person who is miserly so now each gold coin a bit of his heart must have been being distributed and dished out as well when he finished give everybody everything and now everybody had to start departing he quietly sneaked out and he went ahead on the road and hid between some bushes now because all these carts and caravans and so on are going to now pass olden times and they have to pass this road so now everybody's going to 10 days they sat there leaving now with one one gold coin so their tongues are going to be wagging about what a grand thing I did so, but he wants to hear it now that's the payment he spent all this there was something he wanted back he wanted to hear it so now he went and hid himself in some bushes just on the roadside to hear now as carts are going and these people on the conveyances are going they're going to be talking he can hear so now somebody passed by and they're talking among themselves he's well fine but he's such a wealthy person wealthy person instead of one gold coin if he gave two what coin if he gave two what he would have run short <laughs> then somebody else passed by and they also had some other comment about something in a negative light and there's a third that yeah well this was fine but he only five costs whatever might have been said Allah knows just as an example if he made it ten courses what would have happened what shot he would have run one daughter he had only so everybody had a negative comment this is khasira dunya wal akhira well the person was without iman but the point is that he spent all that for the purpose of creating an impression just to gain the praises of people and to gain their all the big big uh, that they must put him throw him up into the air that too didn't happen just on the face of it people will say something just as a routine just as a formality just to make the person feel nice but behind his back behind his back they'll have all the other comments <coughs> so when something is done in order to just gain all this recognition name fame Allah Ta'ala is the control of hearts Allah Ta'ala is the control of hearts when a person has done it for those purposes Allah Ta'ala creates the negative impression in the hearts of who he's trying to impress he's trying to impress so on the one hand all his efforts went to waste all his wealth whatever was spent for that purpose went to waste and let alone that remaining on a neutral position he was trying to make it very positive, it goes into the negative on the other side too. People start feeling uncomfortable about the person. They start feeling very, this person is a very big show off, is a boastful person, etc. Those kind of feelings come in the hearts. That's the effect of doing things for that name and fame and recognition and trying to create that impression. And this is among the reasons why such great benefits that could have been derived out of simple things. That benefit is lost. For example, hadiah. 
Hadiyah is a means of creating muhabbat. Tahadaw tahabbu. Rasulullah says, give hadiyah to one another, it will create muhabbat. So when Nabi is saying that this will create muhabbat, it must create muhabbat. That is an endorsement from the side of Rasulullah That tahadaw tahabbu. Give hadiyah to one another, it will create muhabbat between the people. So if their person is giving hadiyah, it must create muhabbat. But how often we see that a person gifted something that became a problem. He gave somebody a gift and that became a problem. There was some comment about it and then that comment went into another discussion and then he said, okay, give it back if you don't want it. And that became another fight. How can this be now? On the one side is this Hadith Sharif. Can the Hadith Sharif Na'uzubillah be uh, uh, misplaced and wrong Na'uzubillah? Never. What Nabi Salaam said, that's 100%. So what happened here? The thing is, that this prep is not wasn't hadiyah. When it had this kind of effect, somewhere on either side there was a problem. Either in how it was given or how it was received. Otherwise this wouldn't have been the end result. Either on the giving side or on the taking side, there was some other issue, some other motive. Because tahado is a two-sided thing. Giving the hadiyah with ikhlas, receiving it with ikhlas. Not receiving it with greed. Not receiving it for any other purpose. But to give also solely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And that this is sunnah of Rasulullah Wasallam, Giving some hadiyah, receiving also with the same spirit. Then that must create muhabbat. But if there is some deficiency in that intention, if it is just for the sake of creating an impression or because of some societal pressure, if I don't give this thing then how they look at me or some other issue that now the person is feeling forced to give it, so he's giving it grudgingly, he's not giving it wholeheartedly. Because if I don't give it, then this is going to become a problem for me. So he's giving it grudgingly. He's giving it grudgingly, he's not giving hadiyah. That is an extortion. So extortion can't create muhabbat. Hadiyah creates muhabbat. So hadiyah is something, the value of it is not the issue. The incident that we've discussed many, many times about that one person was going to visit some buzrug who was ill. So on the way, costly, costly, cost his mind that I should have taken some hadiyah along, I'm going to visit the person, I should have taken some hadiyah along. So when that crossed his mind, so now as he's walking now, so he saw all the sticks fallen on the ground from the tree, branches, small twigs, dried up. And in those days that was now used as firewood. So he bundled that up and he brought it and came. Now any person can see that this was picked up from the side of the road, this was free. There wasn't anything spent for this. So now something that was picked up for free is being now presented as hadiyah. But when he presented it, he came and visited the person and when he presented that hadiyah, that Buzru called his khadim and he said, take this and keep it aside. Take this bundle of sticks and keep it aside. When I pass away, must use this to light the fire to heat the water for my ghusl. I have hope that inshallah with the ikhlas with which this has been gifted, my najat will get made. 
Now this was the spirit with which it was given. What riya can they be in presenting something that anybody knows was picked up on the side of the road? What ulterior motive can they be in presenting that kind of hadya? So it was given with a total ikhlas and there was no no way that there could have been any other motive in something of that nature. And it was received with that spirit also. This year I can pick up my backyard now, what you brought this for? No, he received it with that same spirit. But that now, what Muhammad would have created? But this is where the whole point comes, what we are discussing, that all these intentions to create that impression, so now that Israf is undertaken, to create that impression, to make it, do it in a certain style, so that people will talk about it, whether it comes to a wedding, whether it comes to so many other issues in life. Sometimes a person is buying things, he can't afford, but just because somebody else got something else, so now I need to do it so that I don't seem out of place. That cousin, or whoever, that family person, or that friend. So now I say everybody is driving something, and are you coming in the old scrap? So these are the reasons that then create all this misery and so much of heartache and so much of difficulty and then a person puts himself into debt and that debt starts then accumulating and then that pressure becomes such a problem in the home so this is a very very major problem very very serious issue that we need to reflect on the aspect of Israf one of the reasons of this Israf is this company and then just round off this topic on one last point in this regard, in this regard, that among, among the reasons that Israf sometimes becomes the situation that a person gets caught up in, sometimes this happens as a result of initially a person had a very limited amount of income, so he was living a simple lifestyle, everything was carrying on fine. And then sometimes some things just turn in a certain direction, suddenly it's all pouring in. Or oh, it's not pouring in, but it got suddenly doubled. Suddenly there's an abundance. So now the person was living a simple lifestyle, carrying on whatever he could afford, he was carrying on with life. But now when suddenly things started opening out, so he feels that now I must not hold back with anything. So he wants to now not just double up, that income got doubled, he wants to triple up. But then, now all this time I didn't have these things, I was deprived, so now I must go overboard. But that going overboard becomes such a major problem. So the thing, the important thing is moderation. This is what is mentioned in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, that they are moderate. Yes, Allah Ta'ala has blessed the person with some na'mats, by all means, enjoy it within the limits of deen, within the limits of shariat, without it becoming a means of pride, without looking down upon anybody else, without wastage and uh, squandering the wealth of Allah Ta'ala, whatever comforts, luxuries Allah Ta'ala blesses somebody with, alhamdulillah. But, israf, israf is a major problem, it becomes a means of the na'mas of dunya also, being then taken away, and it becomes a an obstacle in gaining the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Inna Allah la yuhibbul mustifeen. Allah Ta'ala does not love those who commit israf. So this was the first part of this ayat. وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا أَنْفَقُوا لَمْ يُسْرِفُوا And then Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَمْ يَقْتُرُوا These ibadur rahman, these special servants of Allah Ta'ala, 
these great personalities who Allah Ta'ala is praising so greatly in these ayat. Allah Ta'ala is highlighting their sifat. So this is not a minor thing, it's a very major thing. That they have these beautiful qualities in them. So while the positive is being highlighted, this is also being highlighted. They are free of these negatives also. So the one side, mashallah, that they are not those who engage in israf, but at the same time, they are not people who are miserly. فَلَمْ يَقْتُرُوا وَكَانَ بَيْنَ ذَلِكَ قَوَامَ And they are on the path of moderation between both. Neither do they go overboard in spending, and neither do they hold back unnecessarily or just to make things tight. Their hearts are generous. Hearts are generous. To the extent that they can, they will spend. Spend within the limits of deen, spend on their own selves, their families, spend on these servants of Allah Ta'ala. They will live and help others live also. Unfortunately, sometimes it is love at the expense of others. I can try and smash the next person down to increase my own fortunes, it's fine. Sometimes in order to just now reach that target, take away that person's one slice also. Because now by grabbing that person's one slice, I might reach my target. So this is a very major problem when the heart becomes caught up in dunya then in order to make that worldly impression the person might spend but not for the sake of Allah Ta'ala not for the sake of helping others sincerely especially in the times that we are in where people are in such desperation so this, this is a sifat and a quality of the pious nobody, all the Anbiya all the pious people of every era this was one of the very, very prominent qualities in their hearts and lives. Generosity. Extremely generous. Rasulullah sallam, despite being in such difficult circumstances, there was nobody more generous than him. And the Hadith Sharif, it comes, that he was always very generous. And the most generous he would become in the month of Ramadan. More than always, he was extremely generous. But when it be the month of Ramadan, his generosity would increase. It will increase more than what is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, the description that is giving, being given in a rihil mursala, a fast blowing wind. Now, what is the similarity? What is being explained? When a wind blows, it touches everything. It doesn't miss anything out. The wind that is blowing, it won't bypass anything. Anything comes in its way. It's whether that is something very, some huge mansion is in a way, one small hut is in the way, whether it's a garden, whether it's a jungle, that wind will touch everything. Rasulullah Wasallam's generosity also, was not just confined to one side or somebody or something. His generosity encompassed everyone. Whether somebody was really down and out, encompassed him also. Somebody might not have been, have been even very deserving, encompassed him also. And this is something Allah Ta'ala loves. This generosity comes from 
having a soft heart. Among the things mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, the one most distant from Allah Ta'ala is Al-Qalbul Qasi, a hard-hearted person. Most distant from Allah Ta'ala. Hard-heartedness. Allah Ta'ala loves that soft-naturedness. Having a soft nature, having a soft heart, which is easily moved at the plight of people, other situations, somebody's difficulty, somebody's hardship, somebody's pain. Person doesn't say, not my business. His problem. This is his problem, that is his problem, and that is somebody else's problem. Rather, to the extent that he can, he becomes part of trying to help anyone and everyone in their problems. Now that, when the heart is hardened due to engrossment in dunya, or engrossment in sins, then a person becomes indifferent to the problems of others. Because he is too preoccupied with his own entertainment. And as long as he is comfortable, as long as he can keep enjoying himself, as long as he can be in his own comfort corner, then what goes on to, with anybody else? At the most, if he maybe makes some small contribution, some financial contribution somewhere, something is possible, he'll do it, but khalas. More than that, don't ask him. But a person who Allah has blessed with a heart of generosity, heart that is soft-natured, he will be naturally moved by the plight of others, by the difficulties of others, by the situation that others will find themselves in. And to the extent that he can, he will do what he can to assist others in their situation. Not always financially. Sometimes it's a financial thing that he try whatever he can, if he can. But not always that a person requires financial assistance. Sometimes a person just needs some words of comfort. Sometimes a person just needs some help to unravel some problem, how to go past it. Sometimes he just needs some maybe physical assistance in something. Sometimes something else. So he becomes a part of other people's issues, not for the sake of anything else, but this is something that he is moved to do because of that heart that Allah Ta'ala blesses. So Allah Ta'ala loves this. And this is the heart of the ibadah, uh, the, the pious servants of Allah Ta'ala. So this generosity is also greatly loved by Allah Ta'ala. On the one side, these people are not, they are not people who indulge in israf. And at the same time, Allah Ta'ala says, وَلَمْ يَقْتُرُوا They are not miserly. Miserly person is far away from Allah Ta'ala. Yes, a person does not stretch his hand out unnecessarily to anybody and neither does he spread it out so much that he puts himself into difficulty that he cannot manage. This is where He's in moderation. One person came to Rasulullah and he gave something in sadaqah and he said, this is the only thing I own. Gold coin or something it was. He said, the only thing I own. We saw some gave it back. Said so some people will give everything that they own and then they'll start begging. And Siddiq Anbar radiallahu ta'ala when the call was, call, was, call was made to contribute for Tabuk, so he came and presented everything. Nabi Islam accepted it. He had that heart and it would not have affected him in any way if he experienced some difficulty later 
to regret now why I gave everything away. His level was on that note. That he would still be very happy that I gave everything away. I didn't save anything. But everybody is not of that caliber. Everybody is not on that level. So a person to the level that he can manage, he doesn't put himself into a situation that now he is having a problem. But within the limits, he should try and spend on the servants of Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala is watching. When somebody is spending on the servants of Allah Ta'ala, who is the giver? The giver is Allah Ta'ala. If a father is giving his son some allowance, and then he sees that son is helping some friend, and he's doing something, and the father is a generous person, he is a kind-hearted person, and he comes to know that my son is doing this, that, so that's going to now open his own heart out, that if he is helping others, I must give him more. So that father's kind-heartedness, his generosity, is a very minute fraction of the generosity that Allah Ta'ala has descended on earth in the hearts of people. Allah Ta'ala's generosity is unlimited. When that generosity, that kind-heartedness is instilled in the heart of that father, that does not allow him to hold back when he sees his son now who is giving that allowance to, is using that in this manner, that he is passing it on to others, it makes his heart open out even more and give him double. Can we imagine Allah Ta'ala will see his banda helping others and he hold back from him? Allah Ta'ala is the giver. Allah Ta'ala is the provider. And that came from Allah Ta'ala also. Therefore Allah Ta'ala in the Quran Sharif, right in the beginning says, What we gave them, they spent out of it. So one is what is compulsory, what is farz, the zakat. There's no question about if zakat is compulsory upon a person, then he's holding back. And that too, sometimes, person discharges that zakat, but there's a lot of haphazard discharging of zakat sometimes. Just in order to just appease the mind, well, I gave it. Whereas, it has, it has to be discharged correctly to make sure that there was no short changing of that zakat. So the compulsory aspect, there's no question about any giving anything short there. But over and above that, over and above that as much as a person can within his means to now open his heart out and spend on the servants of Allah Ta'ala, this becomes the means of gaining tremendous barakat and blessing from Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala loves those who are generous, those who have this open heart. So again, just the point that we mentioned several times in the discussion of this Israf, or this Israf, the past days, that let alone spending other things, even on the one side we spoke about the Israf, if we just save that Israf, that what was being thrown away and squandered just in order to impress others, we just save that and spend that on those who are in difficulties and hardships, those who are suffering, those who have, don't have food to eat, that too would take care of the needs. We would have spent that in any case in a destructive manner. Even if we didn't spend anything more, if we really just save the Israf, meaning the Ummah as a collective, saves the Israf, that too will take care of all the needy. There's so much of Israf. So much of the wealth of Allah Ta'ala that is being squandered. So, these are things to reflect on. Allah Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq, all of us the tawfiq. That these are the qualities of the Ibadur Rahman, the very special servants of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala attributes them to Him, Ibadur Rahman. And of all the sifat, the 99 names of Allah Ta'ala, 
in particular Ar-Rahman is mentioned on this occasion whereas Allah Ta'ala all his attributes this will apply to as well that they are the servants of Allah Ta'ala but that these are the servants who have become the recipients of the special Rahmat from Allah Ta'ala that they have been blessed with these sifat this is the manifestation of the special Rahmat of Allah Ta'ala so now to gain the special Rahmat of Allah Ta'ala we have to make the effort to gain these sifat and to the extent we will make the effort Allah Ta'ala will bless us Allah Ta'ala will grant us that what we are desirous of that we to become part of the Ibadur Rahman the special servants of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil reported in the Hadith Sharif, the person who recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will grant him the, the great virtue that on the day of Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon. What this means is that he will be given the tawfiq of righteous actions and, and be given the tawfiq of staying away from sin and this will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah which is a sign of his success. So Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that daily we should be making the zikr hundred times and to do it in a way that while reciting the, the zikr when saying La ilaha to bring to mind that we've taken out of our hearts all the ghayrullah all the wrongs, the evils, the evil qualities any haram, any illicit things whatever else, all the dirt and filth, all this has been taken and thrown out and and illallah, there is this nur and light that is settling in the heart which is the love of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala give us Rasulullah <laughs> La ilaha illallah 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 
Allah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah, Sallallahu Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, Alayhi wa Sallam. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد سبحان الله وبحمده عدد خلقه ورضا نفسه وزنة عرشه وبداد كلماته جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على سيدنا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأهوال والآفات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخلنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم افتح أقفال قلوبنا بذكرك اللهم افتح أقفال قلوبنا بذكرك اللهم افتح أقفال قلوبنا بذكرك اللهم لا تؤمننا مكرك اللهم لا تؤمننا مكرك ولا تنسنا ذكرك ولا تهتك عنا سترك ولا تجعلنا من الغافلين ولا تجعلنا من الغافلين ولا تجعلنا من الغافلين اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لأحسن الأخلاق لا يهدي لأحسنها إلا أنت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها إلا أنت إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله يا الله we are your most sinful servants يا الله we acknowledge all the wrongs you have done يا الله
Ilahul Alameen, you are the know of every single bit of our actions, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you love forgiving, Ya Allah. Allahumma innaka afoon, kareemun. تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اللهم انك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اله العالمين يلف وجهك يا الله يا دسن زوين نيد اوف يور فورجيفنس يا الله اله العالمين فورجيفنس يا الله ميك اس يور ترو اند لويال سيرفنتس يا الله اله العالمين فور تو لونج وي هاف بين ذا سليفز اوف نفس اند شيطان يا الله اله العالمين وي بيكم ذا فريندز اند ذا سليفز اوف نفس اند شيطان يا الله الله ذس از اونلي ليد تو ديستراكشن يا الله ات از ليد تو ميزري يا الله ات از ليد تو افري كايند اوف بروبلم يا الله اله العالمين ريموف اس فروم ذا سليفري اوف نفس اند شيطان يا الله ميك اس يور سليفز يا الله Make us your slaves, Ya Allah. Make us your true and obedient slaves, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us a tawfiq of doing all that which pleases you, Ya Allah. Save us from everything that displeases you, Ya Allah. Allah, remove us from this heedlessness, Ya Allah. Remove us from this ghaflat, Ya Allah. Allah, change this ghaflat into zikr, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, change the ghaflat into zikr, Ya Allah. Change the riyah into ikhlas, Ya Allah. Change the miserliness into generosity, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, change the love of the ego into humility, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with all the beautiful sifat and qualities, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allahumma rizukna hubbak. Allahumma rizukna hubbak. اللهم ارزقنا حبك وحب من يحبك والعمل الذي يبلغنا حبك اللهم اجعل حبك احب الينا من انفسنا واهلينا ومن الماء البارد اله العالمين يا الله ريموف اول ذا حرام فروم اور هارت يا الله كلينس اند بيوريفاي اور هارت يا الله فلو هارت ويز يور محبه يا الله فلو هارت ويز لوف اوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فلو هارت ويز لوف اوف هيز مبارك سنه يا الله فلو هارت ويز لوف اوف ذا اعمال اوف دين يا الله اله العالمين يا الله save us from all the haram ya allah save us from all the layani ya allah from all the futility ya allah ilahul alamin this is created so much of zulmat in our hearts ya allah ilahul alamin fill our hearts with noor ya allah remove all the zulmat and darkness from our hearts ya allah ilahul alamin save us from all these things that are creating the zulmat ya allah allah save us from israf ya allah Save us from miserliness, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from all the evil qualities, Ya Allah. Ya Allah. Cleanse us from the pride, the malice, the jealousy, the arrogance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, cleanse us from the love of dunya, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with the love of akhirat, Ya Allah. With the love of jannat, Ya Allah. With the aspirations of jannat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, with the aspirations of deen, Ya Allah. With the aspiration of getting close to you, Ya Allah. With the aspiration of, Ya Allah, gaining your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, bless us with complete Islam and tazkiyah, with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, we are filled with all the sins, Ya Allah. We are filled with all the malice and jealousy, Ya Allah. We are filled with all the evil qualities, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you cleanse all this from our hearts, Ya Allah. You fill our hearts with muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with all the noble qualities, Ya Allah. 
in this Mubarak month, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those special, Ya Allah, mercies and blessings that you shower down upon your special servants, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, include us in that mercy also, Ya Allah. Include us in that blessing, Ya Allah. Though we don't deserve anything, Ya Allah. We are not deserving of anything, Ya Allah. But you are most gracious, Ya Allah. You are most merciful, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, include us in those special mercies, Ya Allah. Allahumma atina afdala ma tuti ibadaka salihin. Allahumma atina afdala ma tuti ibadaka salihin. Allahumma atina afdala ma tuti ibadaka salihin. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah grant us istiqamah. Save us from all the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. You guide us, Ya Allah. You protect us, Ya Allah. You guide us and protect us, Ya Allah. Save us, our families, our friends, our relatives, the entire ummah from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Nafs and shaitan have laid out their traps, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, only you can protect us, Ya Allah. Allah, we have only your door to talk at, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. You open your door for us, Ya Allah. Take us into the door of your mercy, Ya Allah. Take us into the door of your protection, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you guide us and protect us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you protect the life, wealth and honor of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Protect the iman and amal of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, protect the izzat and honor of every Muslim, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you save us from everything that is displeasing to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you guide us and protect us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, in this Mubarak month of Ramadan, whatever amal we done, Ya Allah, out of your grace and mercy, accept it, Ya Allah. Accept it, Ya Allah. Nothing is worthy of presenting to you, Ya Allah. Allah, only out of your grace and mercy, accept it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make it a means of our najat on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever good that has taken place throughout the world, accept it, Ya Allah. Whatever du'as we made, accept it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you open the Haramein Sharifin again, Ya Allah. Make the Haramein Sharifin Abad again, Ya Allah. Open our Masajid, Ya Allah. Open our Makatib and Madaris, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let all the work of Deen flourish again, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, with our sins we have closed it up, Ya Allah. Our sins have closed it up, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Allah, you forgive the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you forgive those sins that have become the barriers, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, open out the houses for us again, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, Allahumma la tahrimna bisuhi amalina. Allahumma la tahrimna bisuhi amalina. Allahumma la tahrimna bisuhi amalina. Allah, don't deprive us due to our sins, Ya Allah. Allah, don't deprive us due to our sins, Ya Allah. Allah, don't deprive us due to our sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you open out your houses to us again, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, let the work of Deen flourish again, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, Allah, you have made the promise. Allahumma timmu nurihi wa lo karihal kafirun. Ilahul Alameen, you have promised, Ya Allah, and your promise is true, Ya Allah, that you will cause Deen to be completed, Ya Allah, and perfected, Ya Allah, despite everybody, the enemies of Deen being wishing anything else, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, though they will hate it, but you will cause it to be completed, Ya Allah. You will make Deen dominant, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, do it in our eyes, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, let us, our eyes be cool with it also, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, use us as a means, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you alone are the doer, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you open out the houses of Deen, masjid for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, open all the works of Deen again, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not deprive us, Ya Allah. Do not deprive us, Ya Allah. Do not deprive us, Ya Allah. 
ബലാഹ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين